0: On this week's episode of Cultivating Her Space. I know plenty of women who earn more than their partners or who are more successful than their partners, who are more established than their partners and the situations I'm thinking of just happen to be heterosexual. Yeah. In you know, relationships, yeah. right, with a man and a woman. And so, I think the most important thing for us to remember when we're having this conversation is this isn't necessarily about high earning, right? It's just more about yeah. the dynamic and mm-hmm. you having maybe more money eating your partner, making more money. Today's episode is sure to provide you with motivation, inspiration, or a fresh perspective. If you have any aha moments or appreciate anything from this episode, please leave us a review to let us know we're on the right track. Also, we release episodes every Friday, so be sure to subscribe on iTunes and visit CultivatingHerspace.com to access our exclusive after show and other bonus content from the Patreon tab. Welcome to
1: Cultivating Herspace, a podcast dedicated to uplifting women like you.
0: We're your hosts,
1: Dr. Dominique Broussard, a college professor and psychologist,
0: and Terry Lomax, a techie and motivational speaker. In a world where Black women are often misrepresented and misunderstood, please join us as we initiate authentic conversations on everything from fibroids to fake friends and create a safe space where Black women can just be.
1: Hey lady, it's Dr. Dom here from the Cultivating Her Space podcast. Are you currently a resident of the state of California? in contemplating starting your therapy journey? Well, if so, please reach out to me at drdominiquebroussard.com. That's D-R-D-O-M-I-N-I-Q-U-E-B-R-O-U-S-S-A-R-D.com to schedule a free 15-minute consultation. I look forward to hearing from you. All right. Our quote of the day. We must reject not only the stereotypes that others hold of us, but also the stereotypes that we hold of ourselves. To my our good sis, Shirley Chisholm. All right,
0: see. was oh, just like, wait. You already know. You already know Where what Right. What are my thoughts? Okay. So my thoughts on this topic don't. I would say it reminds me of some of the conversations we've had on the show where we talk about unlearning and relearning Mm -hmm. based on what we were taught, based on societal expectations or societal norms. And so I think it's a very powerful quote. And what what it means to me is that a lot of times because of how we were raised, what we were taught, we need to not only, like she's saying, reject the stereotypes that others hold of us but also check ourselves and understand like, what are my beliefs and mm-hmm. where did they come yeah. from? Do they still serve me today? Do I need to yeah. unlearn something? Do I need to relearn, you know, does what I've been taught still serve me in this phase, stage and area of life, you know? yeah. So it just makes me really think about us questioning why we think what mm-hmm. we think, why we believe what we believe and also asking ourselves if it still serves us and not just yeah. sticking with an idea or a way of life because we were taught this back in the day, and so we're just going to stick with it because it's what it's always, always been.
1: been. Yeah. Yep. What about
0: you? What do you think?
1: Love that. I think, yeah, similar to you of like, okay, so it doesn't serve us when we cling to stereotypes that other people have of us mm-hmm. when we know that for it not to be true, mm-hmm. but then more importantly it's what stereotypes are we holding ourselves to, Mm -hmm. right? So not even thinking about what other people might be saying about us, but what are we believing about ourselves based on society's stereotypes Mm -hmm. of us? And like you said, how do we wrestle with that and learn to let go
0: of the things that are no longer serving? Exactly. Oh, this is good. Okay, lady. So this topic, the, the the episode is called "Beyond the Paycheck," right? Unpacking the dynamics between successful women and their partners who earn less. So as you can imagine, this is an important topic for us. But I we're gonna just talk a bit about why it's important. And I would say that in my experience, I know plenty of women who earn more than their partners, or who are more successful than their partners, who are more established than their partners, and these. The situations I'm thinking of just happen to be heterosexual, yeah, you know, relationships, yeah. right, with a man and a woman. And so, I think the most important thing for us to remember when we're having this conversation is this isn't just thing. This isn't necessarily about high earning, right? It's just more about yeah. the dynamic and mm-hmm. you having maybe more mm-hmm. money than your partner making more money. So this could be anywhere from like Oprah and Stedman to, you know, Chanel and. Oka. Okarab. Oka. There you go. Yep. Aunt Shantail yeah. and Ocarab. Insert whatever names you see, but I'm sure we've all seen this dynamic. So it's an important conversation to be had. And then Dom, do you want to talk a bit more about the the act that we talked about in other Yeah. Components?
1: So I think about and we mentioned this on other episodes mm-hmm. where we talk about women and like the dynamics of how things have changed for women o- over the generations. Yeah. But it's important to note in this conversation that this is an intergenerational conversation mm-hmm. that things have are constantly shifting and changing. Yes. And one of the things that we look at is in 1974, there was the Equal Credit Opportunity Act, which
0: did I say that wrong? Yeah, no, no, you oh, said okay. it right. I'm just processing what it means. Oh, yes. about before, okay, I'm like, wait, I'm ready to I be like this ref- no, whole Okay, yes, you got yes. it.
1: The evil, so the Equal Opportunity Act of 1974, which basically gave women protection to open up their own bank accounts, right? And and to start to have credit and things in their name. Because prior to that, they had to have a husband or a father or some other male figure in their life. Signing off on these things with, him. I want to repeat that year again, 1974, y'all. Yeah, that's not even 50 years ago. Wild, not even 50 years ago.
0: I think was, and I'm. I probably need to do more research on the act, but just hearing what you're sharing about it and what we talked about, lady, isn't it wild to think many of us, right, were independent, ambitious. Go getting women. And when I think about my journey and things that I've been able to do independently on my own without the support of a male or having a male oversee my process or whatever right. I'm doing, that is so wild to me. and I feel very blessed that we live in this time because I can't imagine having the grit and the passion and the ambition that I have back then and not being that able to have to- the resources or the support to be able to get your own freaking bank account. Or wow. buy your own home, or whatever it is. Like that's just so wild. me to think that just like less than fifty years ago, we had that is fifty years. Is yeah, because it'll
1: be fifty years ago in twenty twenty four. It'll be fifty that's years. Yeah, wild. And so, yeah. You think about it too. There are still other countries where this is the lo- where this is yeah. the case that women do have to have a father or some other male figure mm-hmm. signing off on the the decisions that they make, and. But when we think about things and how things have shifted over all of these years, I also think about, you know, as we were researching for this for this topic for today, one of the things that we're seeing is that there are now more women under the age of 30, Mm -hmm. particularly in major, major metropolitan areas that are more educated. So they have more degrees and are high earners. So that means that they, it doesn't even necessarily mean that they might have more degrees, but their earning potential is catching up or has caught up or surpassed men Mm -hmm. in those areas. And so when I think about this future generation coming through, so these young women under the age of 30, we are definitely going to see Way more of them. earning mm-hmm. okay. more than their male partners. And again, we want to be clear that we are speaking to the heterosexual sure. like relationship dynamics. Yeah.
0: Hey lady, it's Terry here. Dom and I want to take a moment to thank you for choosing to listen to our podcast. We love you for real and we want to give you a chance to learn more about what's important to us. So tell us what you think about this. Imagine a world where you have a
1: chance to get featured on the Cultivating Her Space podcast and share your business, brand, or perspective with millions around the globe. Imagine joining our monthly virtual video check ins where you can connect with like minded Black women like you and share your ideas and episode suggestions with Terry and I. Now I want you to imagine a world where you're in the exclusive Cultivating Her Space Sanctuary Slack channel. And throughout your day and week, you are conversing with us about what's happening in your life and
0: sharing funny gifts and your personal wins. How does that sound? Hopefully this is up your alley, lady, because we are taking things to the next level this year and we're doubling down on investing in our community. That means you. Yay! We want to meet you, connect with you and create communities of genuine women who love on Black women and push our culture and movement forward. We launched this podcast in 2019, and to date, we have not missed a week. We've been great stewards of our platform, all while working full-time and navigating our own ups and downs. We release fresh new content every single Friday, like clockwork, and we have hundreds of valuable episodes and workshops that can really help you uplevel your life. So if you love our mission or you've gotten value from us, we invite you to give back and help us push this community effort forward. Visit herspacepodcast.com and click Patreon. You can learn more about our goals and exclusive offerings on Patreon. And we highly, highly encourage you to join the sister frontier so that you can get some one-on-one time with us. We also have an option for you to donate on a one-time basis. If that meets your needs again, herspacepodcast.com and you can click that link that says patreon all right lady we'll hop right back into the conversation that's such a good point so lady this is why this conversation is important right you're probably already having this conversation in the group chat or talking to your home girls or talking about it in therapy and so we just wanted to offer a perspective and touch on the topic and hopefully give you something to think about yeah. maybe give you some tools and I guess we should jump on in. Should we talk about the BuzzFeed news article? What did yeah. you write? It?
1: So, you know, one of the things that we found in this article was that according to Pew Research and Pew Research is one of the, the Pew Research Center is one of the top research centers in the country. They, lots of statistics that we find in news articles like mm-hmm. come from Pew Research. And so what they found in their analysis, their recent analysis from earlier this year, early 2023, was that Black women are more likely than other women to be the primary or sole earner in their marriages. Now, anecdotally, we know this to be true, particularly For households where the women are, where the black women are college educated, because statistically speaking, you have more black women earning college degrees and other and and even higher professional degrees than black men. Mm -hmm. And they are catching up. Black women are catching up with and surpassing. Other demographics in terms of level of higher education. Yeah. So the chances of you finding being a black woman and being in a heterosexual relationship with someone who is less degree than you
0: is becoming more likely. And I will also add that out of the black women that I know, most of the black women that I engage with also want a black man. They want a Black partner, right? Right. That's important. So I think with all that context, lady, where does this leave Black women? Right. So one of the things that Dom and I want to do, we want to talk about the overall dynamics. We tried our best to make this as exhaustive as possible, but we know that we're probably going to miss something. So you could always come on over to Instagram at HerSpace Podcast and comment on one of our posts and let us know what we may have missed. But some of the examples that we thought about are situations where Something shifts within the relationship on the man's end and he can no longer work or contribute, period. Right. So that's whether it's like an illness, whether it's a mental health concern, maybe something has happened. And so he's just not in a mental space to be able to work. He needs support. Right. Or maybe he got laid off from his job. Laid off. Like, mm-hmm. it, it, there's all kinds
1: of situations in which life be lifeman. Yes. And your circumstances change.
0: Mm hmm. You have that, you have the situation where the woman is more degreed or established. Girl, I'm looking at these notes and I don't think some of the changes I wrote down went through, but it's all good. Oh no, they didn't. Sorry, y'all, we're just looking at our notes. Oh crap, okay. So okay. We're going to make it work. All right, we're going to make this work, y'all. And if you're watching us on Patreon, hey yeah. Okay, so <laughs> then we have with a, a situation where the woman is more degreed or established and has always earned more than her partner. And then finally we have a situation where the woman is elevated within the relationship and she begins earning more or she becomes more established mid-relationship. So I think all of those present different situations to figure out like, what am I going to do? So maybe we can talk about the different, those three different Different dynamics dynamics. and like just options. Like when you think about a situation where your partner, maybe he was the breadwinner, right? Maybe he was at least meeting you halfway and y'all were doing 50-50 and now he cannot contribute. How, do you handle that shit? Because I've been in a situation before where a partner did lose their job, mm-hmm. and it, for for my experience, for a lot of men, they really value being a provider. They yes. really value mm-hmm. being able to contribute. It means a lot for their manhood. And so it can be very earth-shattering when that happens. Yeah, and it's like, how do you support this man when he's going through this?:
1: I think that's a hard thing to do, mm-hmm. but it's an if you value your relationship. If you're committed to your relationship, then that's something that you all work on together, mm-hmm. right? Like you ask him how, what does he need from you, right? Because I could imagine you have either you've been laid off or whatever the circumstance. Maybe you fall ill, and I think it also depends on what the circumstances really are that mm-hmm. where you can no longer contribute, right? Exactly. If you have fallen ill and can no longer work. And there's also a difference between whether or not it's this is a temporary illness. Mm-hmm. Because I could see where if a man like is a temporary thing, yeah he might be you know, he might be feeling down for a little bit, but he also can rest, rest assured, knowing that this is a temporary thing. Mm-hmm. and within a certain time period. He'll be back to where things were for sure, and I think that that sits a lot easier than "Oh, I'm never going to be able to work again," mm-hmm. and I can't. So, I things will never be the same. Yeah, I think the response from both both parties would be different. Exactly, and so you know, and then also if someone's been laid off. Okay, so as the partner, I'm going to be supportive of you. But at some point, if you are able-bodied... Exactly. At
0: some point, we're having a conversation about what are you... Yeah. What's the plan? Because it's not sexy taking care of no grown-ass adult that's able-bodied. Right. And so I'm going to definitely say you're going to have your time to grieve
1: Mm -hmm. because I... That's part of the process. You're going to have time to grieve this sudden change. Yeah, But at some point, you're going to have to figure out what the game plan is. Exactly, And maybe the game plan is that now I'm the, the sole provider. Mm-hmm. But we need to have a discussion about that. Like, it's not just we're going to, you're just going to sit and dwell. Exactly. We need to have communication around what's the game
0: plan. Mm-hmm. And I don't know if you mentioned this, Don, but I, I'm thinking about even tapping into resources. Like, mm-hmm. do you need to encourage them to go to therapy? Like, because right. it can, I, I've witnessed it. And I'm sure you've experienced it yeah. and heard it from clients or friends, but it can really be a, a huge mental hurdle and just get someone in a stuck, like a very stagnant mm-hmm. place, especially mm-hmm. when a man values being a provider and then they lose that ability. Like it can be very, very detrimental. So looking into the therapy, getting support could be an option
1: talking, connecting with other people who are also in a similar position, yes. right? Because I can imagine also if for whatever reason you no longer have this job and mm-hmm. your identity was tied to not just being a provider, yes, but this particular job that you were doing Mm -hmm. if your identity is tied into that and now you can no longer do this thing yeah that does require some support some processing whether it's in therapy whether it's connecting with other people who have had similar experience Mm -hmm. it you've got to do the work to grieve to let yourself grieve and then to heal and figure out what the next steps
0: are exactly Hands. Hands down, agree with that. I did add another dynamic, and that Mm -hmm. was the man that has never worked and doesn't have plans to work because that's another thing. Like I've known situations like that as well. When it comes to the woman who's degreed or more established and has always earned more, I feel like that's a dynamic that you probably, like in the dating phase, you probably navigated that and figured out. You know what I mean? Like, I think that women,
1: yeah, women. You know, in some of the research and then also thinking about folks that I've worked with, like. In those situations, you know what you're getting into, exactly. right? And so it's a matter of how comfortable do each of you feel mm-hmm. with this being the dynamic. Yeah. You know, there are situations where we have like Oprah Steadman situations. Yes. When Oprah and Steadman got together, Oprah was not. And so this would be more of like our next one of like the one mm-hmm. mid relationship things change, right? Yeah. When Oprah and Stedman got together, Oprah wasn't the Oprah Winfrey that we know now. Exactly. Like, she was doing all right for herself, mm-hmm. you know? Who knew her career was going to take off the way that it did she, and that she would be this billionaire? Yeah. Stedman, I'm sure, didn't know that going into it. Mm-hmm. And so I think, you know, you have folks on that level Well, nobody's on Oprah's level, but (laughs) you know, you. But we also, I also want to be clear that you have women that are earning like sixty thousand dollars a year, Mm -hmm. and their partner is only earning forty. So it's not just happen; it's not only happening to high income folks. It is happening to everyday folks as Mm -hmm. well, and so it's a conversation about values and value alignment that as the man how like how does your male partner what are his views on finances and contributions from both partners what are your views on that like what are your expectations what are the gender role norms and expectations that go into this right yeah and going back to our quote of the day thinking about how much do you and how much does your partner mm-hmm. believe and uphold and abide by certain gender stereotypes? Yes. Is it unmanly for your yeah. man to stay at home and take care of the kids? Or maybe y'all don't have kids and he takes care of the house. Mm-hmm. Like, he assists you in the work that you do that provides for the household. Mm-hmm. Is it? Do you think that it's unmanly?
0: Hey, girl. Hey, we hope you're enjoying this conversation as much as we are. But let's be real. It costs money to podcast and we got bills to pay. So enjoy this commercial break as you process what we've been talking about. And remember, when you support our sponsors, you're also supporting us. As a gift, deodorant is that thing you might expect your Nana to put in your stocking, and she's probably the only person who could get away with gifting you with deodorant. Until Lumi, that is. Lumi is on the top of the most wished-for list on Amazon for personal care products, which is no surprise since Lumi is a game-changing whole-body deodorant designed by an OBGYN to work not only on pits, but also feet, privates, and everywhere else we get older. No matter where you use it, Lumi is clinically proven to block odor all day long, all thanks to its one-of-a-kind pH-optimized formula. And they have over 275,000 five-star reviews to show for it. So really, giving Lumi isn't really giving a deodorant. It's giving a product that'll blow whatever they're using now out of the water for confidence they'll feel from head to toe, or really, pits to toe. Lady, we have a special offer for you. New customers get $5 off Lumi starter pack with our exclusive code. And for a limited time, returning customers can get $5 off their next purchase of $30 or more. Use code HERSPACE at LumiDeodorant.com. That's L-U-M-E-D-E-O-D-O-R-A-N-T dot com. Lady, let me tell you. Lumi
1: Toasted Coconut smells amazing and works so well, especially on those days when I'm working hard in the gym. To be clear, it's not an antiperspirant, so I still sweat, which is a healthy body function, but there is no odor. Lumi starter pack is perfect for new customers. It comes with a solid stick deodorant, cream tube deodorant, and two free products of your choice like the mini body wash and deodorant wipes, which are perfect for your travels this holiday season. As a special offer for listeners, new customers get $5 off Lumi starter pack with our exclusive code and link. And for a limited time, returning customers can get $5 off their next purchase of $30 or more. Use code HERSPACE at LumiDeodorant.com. That's L-U-M-E. D-E-O-D-O-R-A-N-T dot com. Thank you, Lumi, for making this holiday season smell a whole lot better.
0: I don't know about you, but next summer, I'm trying to be outside looking fine, okay? So I'm in the gym a few times a week working on my body. But you know what they say, abs are made in the kitchen. And that's why Dom and I are excited to introduce a fantastic option for you. Raise your hand if you want to eat well for breakfast, lunch, and dinner with chef prepared dietitian dietician-approved, ready-to-eat meals delivered straight to your door. Is that you? If so, lady, you have to try Factor. It's America's number one ready-to-eat meal delivery service. Dama's gonna tell you a bit more about what you can expect, but first, let me tell you about my latest meal. Now, lady, I'm trying to be mindful about what I'm putting into my body, especially after I overindulged on Thanksgiving. No judgment, we can talk about it later, okay? Tonight, I had Factors garlic and herb roasted mushrooms with olive oil mashed potatoes, roasted green beans and tomatoes and when i tell you it was so good and extremely easy to prepare lady you can literally just throw it in the microwave for two to three minutes i personally love to put it on the stove in my stainless steel pan and saute it for a couple minutes and literally you ready to go. I even ordered smoothies that are ready to go. The strawberry banana smoothie is top tier. Lady, you have to try it for yourself. With Factor, you'll save time and stay on track with your healthy lifestyle while tackling all your holiday to-dos. Ask me how I know.
1: When it comes to meal prepping, Factor has got you covered. You order your meals a week in advance. You have over 35 options to choose from that meet whatever dietary needs you might have, and everything is high quality and delicious. So whether you are looking for calorie smart, vegan and veggie, keto, protein plus, you name it, they've got it. And get this, the calorie smart meals are less than 550 calories per serving. Phil will fill you up, and still taste good. So, lady, if you are looking to cut down on time during this holiday season, sign up for Factor today. Head on over to FactorMeals.com/HerSpace50 and use code HerSpace50 to get fifty percent off. Again, that's code HerSpace50 at factorneal.com slash herspace50 to get 50% off.
0: Lady, if you're anything like us, then you grew up listening to Black radio, whether it was in the morning on the way to school, in the evening coming home from work, or late night when you were trying to get in the mood. But have you ever wondered how your favorite DJs and radio hosts got their start? Or maybe where they are now? Where well, Amplify Color is ready to tell their stories. Listen in each week as host Ryan Cameron unveils the rich history of black radio, highlighting the trailblazers who have left an enduring mark on the beloved platform we enjoy today. We're about to play you a clip so you can hear about the podcast in their words. While you're listening, make sure to follow Amplify Color podcasts wherever you get your podcasts. Hello, world. You're tuning into Amplify Color, and I'm your host, the voice of Atlanta, Ryan Cameron. During the course of this season, I'll share the stories of black trailblazers who forever changed the medium of radio, from the very first black DJ to groundbreakers like P.D. Green, who changed what could be said on air. And tonight, I'm going to tell it like it is. From Renaissance women Kathy Hughes and Deanna Williams... To the DJs who help the underground go mainstream. Welcome once again to the world famous Mr. Magic Rap Attack. And then go worldwide. Yo, 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 stretch, do it to him, baby. And of course, we've got great stories about the larger than life personalities you know and love on the air today. Welcome to, Welcome to the Big Boys, Boy's Neighborhood. It sounds like I'm having a lot of fun here on the radio, and I am. Life is great except for all the stuff that sucks. Who is this guy? Who is he? Want to tune in? Listen to Amplify Color wherever you get your podcasts. Make sure to follow the Amplify Color podcast wherever you get your podcasts. All right, let's get back to the show.
1: Do you think that is not fitting for him to be doing that? What are your belief systems and how
0: is that impacting your, your relationship? Yes, yes, yes. Amen to that. I will say... I've been in a situation where, and I've I've witnessed friends experience situations where the man is not working, Mm -hmm. has no, like, it's kind of dragging his feet with working and the woman is holding everything down, paying for everything, and also even doing the domestic things, right? Like at home. And then I've been in a situation where I was broke as a joke. Mm -hmm. And then I began to elevate and started making more. And there was a shift. Like you Mm -hmm. can, it's a different dynamic. You know, like it's something that, I don't think enough people talk about, but it it brings to the forefront your feelings, your gen- the ginger roles, the stereotypes, yep. even internalized patriarchy that you might be supporting. You know what right. I mean? It brings all that to the surface. And so, lady, those are just some of the typical dynamics that mm-hmm. we have seen. Again, let us know if we missed anything. And I'm also, lady, this is a testament. So Dom and I, as we were you know, talking about this topic, we were adding content that we wanted to talk about. And as I'm looking at the notes, A lot of the shit that we talked about is not here. So, as you're talking, I'm trying to type it in. But, lady, this is just a testament to how the show must go on. (laughs) And you just got to keep on rolling with it. And what we need to say is going to be stated throughout the episode. If we miss something, give us some forgiveness, (laughs) give us some grace. So, we talked about the dynamics. When it comes to the type of men that we've been exposed to or that we've been aware of based on personal experience in these situations, we have our favorite. The supporter who holds you down. Yeah. I've definitely had that experience and I'm so grateful for that. But the supporter who holds you down, they're not hating on you. They're not jealous. They're not trying to bring you down. They're like, yo, whatever you need me to do, boo, I got I you. got you. Is it laundry? Is it take care of the kids? Is it just holding you down? Like that is so valuable mm-hmm. because the same way that they say behind every strong man, what did they say? Behind every successful man is a strong woman. Yeah. Behind some successful women, there are strong men that are holding them down as well, you yes, know? Yes. So I think that's one type. Then we have <laughs> we
1: we will call him the non-contributor. The non-contributor. The man who wants to be taken care of. Yes. So he the gender stereotypical gender roles are reversed. Mm-hmm. In a completely imbalanced way yeah. that this man recognizes, sought you out because you are making more than him, doing (laughs) more than him. (laughs) And he expects you to take care of him in all areas, but especially financially. He does not contribute to you in any way.
0: There's a part of me that wants to be judgmental about that when I hear that. But at the same mm-hmm. time, I'm trying to be open-minded. There are some women who that's that's the dynamic that they appreciate. And like, that's why I framed it yes, as a role doing, reversal. I appreciate you mm-hmm. doing that. Cause mm-hmm. there's part of me that's like, what? But that's just my preference. Like I don't right. want to be the with a non-contributor. But there are okay. some people be <laughs> like, no, thank no. you. No. But but lady, that might be you. Like you may be one that's like, I that's who I am and I like the dynamic. It works for me. So no judgment there. But I just think that it goes back to what you said earlier, and we're going to dive into this a bit deeper about communication and expectations. Yeah. Yeah. But that is one type. Then you have one of the least favorite, which is like the jealous, hating ass motherfucker that's just like, just hating on you. Like you're they're in your space, they're in your life, they're your partner, but you can sense jealousy. You can sense them trying to pull you down. You can sense them trying to diminish your light. And they have a very difficult time grappling with the fact that you are Earning more than them, that you are more yes. successful than them, that you have more visibility than them, and it's just a sad situation to be in. I've experienced that as well, where a partner has tried to like dim your light, and it can really impact how far you go. It can impact how 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 you show up. And one of the wisest words of wisdom I had heard from like an elder year year many years ago, with your most one of your most important career decisions is who you decide to marry or partner yeah. with, because that really impacts you. Yeah, like ladies. And if you haven't experienced this, imagine you wanting to travel for your career or you want to go to the next level and your partner is, they just hate and like, oh, I don't want you to go there. They're insecure. I don't want you talking to no men when it's like mm-hmm. a part of networking, you know? So yeah. that can be extremely detrimental to one's career and life if you have a hating ass partner. Yes. Who's jealous? We <laughs> don't
1: need those in our lives. No. One of my One of my other favorites is the person who is ev- we're we're going to call yes, him the, the evolved one. man. Yes. Right. And so the evolved man is the one who does not necessarily, at least in this respect, when it comes to finance, does not subscribe to the typical gender role, stereotypes and expectations. He is one who is clear that you make more than him. Mm-hmm. He is OK with it. But he is also not necessarily the person who is your like supporter or assistant. Yeah, he has his own thing going. Yeah, and uh, and enjoys having his own thing going. But there's no no ill will. There's no negativity mm-hmm. surrounding you making more than him. For him, in some cases, with the evolved man. You making more than him is a non-factor. You all negotiate finances, have a great conversation about gender role mm-hmm. expectations, and things work well for you mm-hmm.
0: all. Yeah, that's a good one to call. I'm glad you remember that too. because That was one of the ones <laughs> that we talked about. So we had that, we already talked about the man who falls ill or something changes and he can't work. So those are just a few of the, I want to say personas that we have heard about or experienced. And then, I think it'd be neat um, for us to each talk about our perspective. Like, where do we stand on this today? Because I know back in the day, I feel like I probably had that perspective of like, I need to be like my man. Well, I've always been very independent. Like I was raised to be very independent. So I never felt like I needed a man to have a certain lifestyle. Mm -hmm. But having a man who's a breadwinner or who is contributing significantly is important. And so... I think it'd be neat for us to just talk about like, what is your opinion on this topic today? Like, could you be with a man who does not earn as much as you or who's not as lit as you? Could you got like, you know, one of the top top 1% a podcast in the top 1%. So like, how you feel about your partner?
1: <laughs> so, you know, honestly, I want someone ideally who can keep up with my lifestyle mm-hmm. and we and meaning also that. We have shared values, right? And so it doesn't necessarily mean that he's going to make more than me, mm-hmm. but we're able to, like the lifestyle that I currently have, we are able to maintain mm-hmm. or surpass that, mm-hmm. right? And, and it's not falling all on me. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And so for me, what that looks like is, I need someone who is encouraging and supportive of what I do. And because I know that I'm naturally going to return that. Like that's just who I am. Right. right. And I need someone who is confident yeah. in themselves. So that anything that I do is not perceived as a threat to them. Yeah. And. That they are, what they are, their role in my life is to be my helpmate, to be my supporter, to be my partner, mm-hmm. right? There's no need for competition. yeah, okay. And it's, if I got it, we got it. Yeah. Coming from both sides, right? For sure. For sure. Now. In an ideal world, come on, talk about the ideal. <laughs> in an ideal <laughs> yes. world, yes. I would like someone who's making a lot more than right. me yeah. and can ele- like naturally like elevate awesome. my lifestyle, mm-hmm. right? Doctor Don, I'm trying to be blown out on private jets.
0: Come so on,
1: soft it. life getting mm-hmm. taken no, care of. I'm just saying, okay. However, I'm also. Very aware of the reality. For sure. And the reality is that most people cannot afford that. Mm -hmm. And so more than likely, my next partner is not going to be someone who's like flying me out on a private jet. But uh, but I can damn sure guarantee that we are going to be aligned in our values. Mm -hmm. And he is going to, again, be someone who is comfortable and confident. For sure in who he is and not intimidated or threatened or jealous yeah or insecure yep. by where I am in life like mm-hmm. if in, like he's supportive of that For like sure. we we are aligned in that way yeah
0: I agree with everything you said Dom and I think just as a general I think my perspective has shifted over the years I do want to lean into what you shared about the ideal because I think as hardworking women in an ideal world, hell yeah, it'd be great to to be spoiled, to be able to, I, I feel like my dad used to do this with my mom where she would get money, she would keep her money, he would give her, I don't want to say an allowance, but he would give mm-hmm. her some bread to go get her nails and stuff done to take care mm-hmm. of things in the household. And so I think it's it's always nice to be spoiled, right? Like it'd what? be so, it's nice to have someone, you know, pay your bills or expenses and then you keep your money that you're earning for whatever you want to do. Like I think, that's something that I did witness in some ways growing yeah. up. But I think that's a great dynamic. I do want to say, I think fuck ginger rolls. Like I think that yeah. whatever works for you within your relationship is what you should do. So if yes. your man is doing the laundry and the dishes and I know it may sound wild lady, but if you're, you know, changing the oil, whatever it might be, like whatever works for y'all works for y'all. You if know?
1: somebody going to come in my house and cook and clean, I might marry him. Okay? <laughs> And you cook well. Let me yes. be clear. You cook well. You cook well. You, well. you cook well. Yes. We just do what works yes. for you.
0: I feel like you live in a world where people on social media try to just generalize everything mm-hmm. and, and lay these blankets out for everyone and what everyone should do. And it doesn't... It's literally, lady, whatever works for you. I do think that communication needs to be yes, had, which we talked about earlier. Yes. And I think that a couple of things that are important to communicate, right? I think it's important to communicate, like Donald was saying earlier, your values the gender roles that you all want to abide by, even digging into what were you taught and what did you see growing up? I remember a friend of mine, she, her husband was very close to his mom. And so he had a certain expectation of what his woman should do based on what his mom did. And one of the big things for them was like Sunday dinner. He expected Sunday dinner every Sunday because his mom did that and he wanted his wife to do that. But if that's not what she signed up for and that's not what her perspective of being a good wife is, there needs to be a conversation on where What are your expectations of me as a partner? Mm -hmm. What are my expectations of you? Where can where are we willing to compromise, negotiate, and kind of meet in the middle and build our own gender roles for our relationship? Mm -hmm. Those are things that need to be discussed. I also think that in this world that we're living in, a lot of people, we've had conversations about this on the podcast. People exploring a poly lifestyle. So maybe Mm -hmm. you're in a space where you're like, you know what? I have one man who we're like very compatible sexually. Mm -hmm. And so you fulfill Mm -hmm. the sexual. Checklist, right? right. Like, so boom. Then I have another man where it's more financial. So I think also figuring out what relationship dynamics and how you work relate you. to those partners mm-hmm. work for you. Caretaking with the kids. Like, are you yeah. comfortable with your man being a stay-at-home dad while you go work? Is it gonna shift how you see him? Are you gonna low key be emasculating him because of the the roles that he's taking on because he's doing the cooking, because he's mm-hmm. doing the dishes and the laundry? Like, are you going to look at him differently? I feel like we need to be aware of that within ourselves. Of right. like, how are we feeding into patriarchy? But then also, do we have low, like some low key resentment because of the roles that we're having?
1: Right, you and know? I think that's why it's important before you even get to the point being like in a committed relationship. Mm-hmm. When you're dating, yeah, have those conversations yeah. about gender role expectations, exactly. right? Like. Do you have like, and really also taking time to reflect for yourself because things evolve over time, right? Exactly. And really thinking about what works for you. Yeah. Like I know personally, I appreciate when a man opens the door for me, right? And like if I, if we're in a car, we're traveling somewhere and he comes, like he, we are walking up to the car Mm -hmm. and he opens the door for me. Great. Thank you. I appreciate that. Now, this <laughs> is a debate that I've had with different, with girlfriends over time of mm-hmm. like, when we get to the destination. Right. Do you sit and wait for him to come and open the door for you? Yeah. Or do you get out on your own? Mm-hmm. Personally, I get out on my own. I'm Me too. Yeah. Because I am able-bodied. I'm capable of opening the door for myself. Exactly. Right? Now, I will say a caveat to that. If we are going someplace and it's like a special event and I'm like dolled up in like yes. ball gown, whatever, some type of fancy shit. Yeah, yeah, you're going to come help me out the car, especially if I'm like got high heels on. Exactly. You're going to come help me out the car. Yeah. Other than that, I don't, that doesn't, I don't really care about that, right? For sure. But it's little things like that That are important conversations to have with your partner so that you all are on, you all are clear on what the expectation is, right? Yeah. If you're dating someone and you know you make more than him or you were assuming, because maybe we haven't talked salary, Mm -hmm. but the assumption is that you make more than him, right? Then to me, it's important to have that dialogue of, how does that be? How does that make him feel? Yeah. What, how does that feel for you? Mm-hmm. And again, going back to the gender role expectations, mm-hmm. because it may be that as we're dating, as we're getting to know each other, it's as the man, he believes that he should be the provider, whether he makes more than you or not. So he's going to pay for everywhere y'all go. Yeah. It, are you okay with that? Mm-hmm. Like That's his stance, but are you okay with that, mm-hmm. right? Because mm-hmm. that might mean that if he pays for everything, he might not be able to pay for you going to, like, maybe you want to take that trip to Tahiti. Mm-hmm. And maybe that trip is going to cost $10,000, right? right? You know the way your pockets are set up that you can easily <laughs> afford that. Yeah. But for him, it's going to take him two or three months Mm -hmm. to really work hard and maybe have some side hustles to be able to afford that. Right. But he wants to do that for you. Yeah. Are you okay with that? Mm -hmm. Right. Those are the types of conversations that you need to have when you're dating. Yeah. To and it will be an ongoing conversation within the relationship. To make sure that you all are constantly on the same page.
0: Yes. You I cannot stress that enough, Dom, the checking in periodically because as things change, especially when you have one of those mid-relationship changes where the dynamic was pretty set in stone before and then there's a shift, it can be huge for everyone. Like you can have your own shifts and then he can have his own shifts. One of the things I also think about is coddling. Like, mm. you know, as women, sometimes, and this is from personal experience, but also talking to other women. When a man is struggling, it's like, okay, I'm earning more. How can I make him feel comfortable? How can I make sure that I'm like, you know, not emasculating him? And what does coddling look like, right? right? So is it that, you know, he doesn't have gas money or, you know, he doesn't have a lot of money, but you let him drive the car. Like, Mm. I'm not saying that's right or wrong. I'm just saying it's something that I've seen women do. I've done it before. And so it's like, how do you navigate that? That's why I think therapy is so important because personally, I, I'm not a fan of the performative thing. Like, it, it you know, I've even seen and experienced this where, you know, you're going out, you got the money, but you give him the car to give to the person. Some of that is just, it doesn't feel very authentic no. Where based on where I am today. So that's why, Lady, I think therapy is so important because that way he can go address his stuff and understand how he can, you know, yeah. how he can define his identity and masculinity that's not tied to the thing that society says they should be tied to. Yeah. And then how you can also shift your perspective. so. Lots to consider here. Yes, mm-hmm. yes, yes.
1: So, you know, I think the key takeaway here, lady, is going back to our quote of the day of rejecting not only the stereotypes that others hold of us, but also the stereotypes that we hold of ourselves. Yes. Shout out to Shirley Chisholm. Hey,
0: how long have we been well, the We're good. Yeah. Praise the Lord. Okay, lady. We hope you enjoyed these episodes. We want to make sure the episode is long enough for you. So I'm like, wait, how long do we do this? But lady, we appreciate you listening. We're going to go ahead and start the after show and have a deeper conversation, maybe with a little bit more tea. So head on over to herspacepodcast.com. Click on Wisdom Wednesday with Terry at the top and subscribe to our Patreon to support a Black-founded, Black-owned and Black-funded business, which is the Cultivating Herspace Podcast. And we appreciate you for watching and tuning in.
1: Thanks for joining us today. Please note, that our show may contain conversations about self help, advice, self empowerment, and mental health, but is by no means meant to be a substitute for an ongoing formal relationship with a trained mental health provider. If you or someone you know is in need of mental health care, please visit the Therapy for Black Girls directory, Psychology Today, or contact your insurance provider.
0: If you liked what you heard and want to keep the conversation going, visit our website at herspacepodcast.com and be sure to click the Patreon tab to get access to video content, bonuses and our weekly after show. And before we meet again, repeat after me. Every dream within me exists because it's possible.